0: Amen. What version was that? Uh, yeah. And I think who has King James? The King James version of the Holy Scripture. Nobody has King James. What version do you have? Read it again, please. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except for me. May God bless his word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now this morning, I want to talk to you on what I caption the way to eternal life. Now this subject may seem very simple, but as I begin to study, I pray that God will help me to transmit to you the revelation that I receive when I read these steps. You know, sometimes we receive from God, but it becomes limited in our understanding to transmit that information. Because like I said last Sunday, our language of expression is limited. There are certain things that I feel, but I cannot attach words to what I feel to make you understand what I feel. And that is why sometimes people can be going through things and they're not able to express it to anybody else because sometimes words are not enough to express how you feel. And so I want to say this morning that I may not be able to express to you the revelation that I received from God, but I pray that the Holy Spirit himself will open your eyes and open your ears to hear from him and understand what he wants to say to you this morning in the name of Jesus. Now, when we talk about the way to eternal life, the first revelation that I got from this scripture, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Then the Lord said to me, there are three dimensions of relating with God. There are those who relate with God just by the way. There are those who relate with Him because they found the truth. Then there is a third dimension of those who have found the life. Until you find the way, you won't know the truth. Until you know the truth, you can't get the life. I wish I can talk to somebody this morning. Yeah. That is why there are many Christians who are not experiencing their life in Christ because they have not found the way, and therefore they don't know the truth, and they cannot experience the life. Is yeah. hey, somebody hearing this morning? Yeah. So until you get the way, you can't get to the truth. Until you get the truth, you can't experience the life. That is why they are Christians who are still oppressed by the devil. They are Christians who are still tormented by the enemy, because either they have found a way and they don't know the truth, and therefore they cannot experience the life. But I pray that in this three series message, after you listen to this message, God will place you in a realm far beyond principalities and powers. Is somebody hearing me this morning? If you hear me, I want you to touch on them I'm hearing this for myself. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a lot of confusion in the world about the way. If you ask multiple Christians, I mean many Christians, especially in this country, where we have taken democracy and attached it to the church, we have combined democracy with the church. But let me tell you something. Democracy is for politics. There is no democracy in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has certain standards and principles that does not respect democracy. For example, in the kingdom of God, the Bible says the man is the head of the woman. Is that true? But in the world, we have gender equality. So if you take your gender equality and bring it to the church, you are trying to enforce democracy in the kingdom of God, which does not work. Because the kingdom of God is governed by heavenly principles and not democracy. There are certain things that God has instituted that the world does not understand because they are trying to bring democracy into the church. And so when you ask somebody, will, all, will everybody go to heaven? Will Muslims go to heaven? Will the Hindus go to heaven? Will the Buddhists go to heaven? They say, well, we are all serving God in another way. You know, they say, I can't believe that all these Muslims who are gathered in Saudi Arabia, you know, making Allah or Kuba are all going to go to hell. But this is what your Bible says. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. What does that mean? It doesn't matter the religion you practice. It doesn't matter how much you pray. It doesn't matter the sacrifices you make. If you have not found the way in Jesus, you are heading to hell. As nasty as that can sound, that is the scripture. You either believe the scripture or or you go your democracy of trying to make everybody included. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. The reason why many Christians are reluctant in their evangelism, especially towards people of other religions, is because they think that they are also serving God. And therefore they are going to heaven. That is why when your Muslim brothers and sisters invite you to, your, to their Ramadan, you go and you're happy, you're telling them happy Ramadan, because you don't understand that your fellowship with the people who are on the highway to hell, I-66 to hell, and you're joining them to celebrate. Once you understand that these people are lost, you will pull them out the way that God has revealed to you. But how can you tell people about the way when you yourself have not found the way? Let me tell you something. There is a difference between the way and direction. Many Christians understand Jesus like direction. For example, if I stand from here today, I say, what way is DC? Or what direction is DC? You can tell me it's east, it's west, it's south, or north. But that does not mean you know the way to DC. Is somebody here me this morning, you may know the direction, but not the way. You may know that it's east, it's west, For example, just because you know that from Mexico, I mean from Virginia, maybe to Mexico, is going towards the east. That does not mean if they put you in their plane, you will get there. You have to know the way to get there. And many people are not experiencing the life that God has called them to experience because they found their direction and not the way. I wish somebody could understand what I'm saying this morning. They found their direction. And one of the things that direction represents is religion. They found their way into a religion, but they have not found the way. But as we begin to share this morning, I pray that God will help you to understand and open your eyes to the way. In the name of Jesus. Now when I talk about the way to eternal life, this is another message of his own that I'm going to explain to you on the third part of this series. When many Christians think about eternal life, they think about some life that I'm going to get once I die. I will transition to eternal life and live forever. But the Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, if you read the Bible sometimes, it says that the devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But it says, I came that he may have life and have it what? In abundance. So eternal life is not something you are going to get, it is something you already have now as a Christian. Is somebody here in this morning? Tell the devil, I have eternal life. You are not saying like you sure. Tell them, I have eternal life. Natural life is what your parents gave you. Eternal life is what you get when you come to Christ. You already have eternal life. It is not something you are going to get. It is not a promise. Once you receive Jesus, you have received eternal life. And Jesus describes that life in John chapter 10. He says, you may have life and have that life in abundance. It's life without end. Life that is not influenced by nature. What the Greek calls Zoe. Eternal life. You cannot have eternal life and you are killed by the devil. Because the life that you have cannot be taken away from you because it was not given to you by man. Only God gave you that life and only God can take that life away from you. But the reason why many Christians are not experiencing the eternal life they have received is because, like I said, they found a way but they don't know the truth, and therefore they cannot experience the life. After you listen this, to this message to the end, you will walk out of this place with a different kind of confidence because you will understand the truth and the principles that are lying beneath this eternal life that God has given to you. If you hear me say, I hear you. In John chapter 14, if you read verse 1, Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. He says, you believe in God and believe also in me. For in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? Now I want to emphasize that. Why did Jesus say believe in God and believe also in me? When Jesus was on the earth, he was man and God at the same time. But God always creates a medium. God always creates a a connection, a bridge between him and, and humanity. And what God will do is that God will send messengers. He will send servants. He will send people your way. What does that mean? If you don't believe in the servants that God has sent your way, you cannot get connected to the God that is trying to talk to you. Is somebody enemy me this morning, even if I prophesy to you 100 times a day, if you don't believe in me, the prophecy will never come to pass. Even though what I'm saying is from God. Because for you to receive what I'm saying from God, you have to believe that God has sent me with that message. So if you don't believe in me, you cannot receive what God has sent to you. That is why the Apostle Paul says, from now on, we cease to see any man in the flesh. Because sometimes the reason why Christians are not blessed by God is because they see everything in the natural. Every man that comes away, the way, they see them in the natural. Sometimes the person that God is sending to bless you, maybe somebody that does not look like you, maybe somebody that looks like they depend on you, but that is the person that God has sent to bless you. So I want to encourage you to believe in the channels and in the servants that God has sent you with. Amen. Amen. And Jesus says in my father's house are many mansions. The King James Version says, if it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go, I prepare a place for you. So that when I come back, I will take you with me. You may also be where I am. In verse 4, it says, you know the way to the place where I am going. That's what Jesus said to the disciples. He says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. Then Thomas said, Thomas who is always the one who is doubting. Don't name your child Thomas, please. He says that. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going and how can we know the way? They listen to the response of Jesus. Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you, For such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Now, this is still the issue about the way. Because there were many who had been with Jesus. They ate with him. They slept with him. But they didn't know the way. So just because you are in church, you are singing, you are praying, doesn't mean you know the way. Just because you've received all these spiritual gifts, doesn't mean you know the way. There are people who are going to get to to, to eternity and discover that they were not on their way to heaven because there was a way that they took that was not the way. The Bible says there is a way that seems good and attractive unto a man, but the end of God is dead. So you may be on a path you think is a way. That is not the way. But I want to encourage you this morning. May God open your eyes to know the way. Amen. Amen. In Acts chapter 24 verse 14, it says, But this I confess to you. That according to the way which they call the sect, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written by the prophets. When Jesus died and his disciples continued, they called the disciples the people of the way. It was a sect. They called them the people of the way. We are going to find out exactly why they were called the people of the way. In Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. It says, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right, when you turn to the left, you will hear a voice in the last day saying, this is the way, walk in it. Now this is critical because we live in a dispensation where there are many people who are false prophets and false teachers who have come in the name of the Lord. And many are following those people thinking they are in the way. But the Bible says that in the last days, for those who are connected to the Spirit of God, they will hear a voice saying, this is the way, walk in One of the things I've always realized with many people that have been Christians of my churches that have passed up before is that they will see me in their dreams and God will tell them, follow that man. One of the elders in the church that I was transferred to, I was very young at the time, I don't know if I was 25 or 26, and I showed them in the church, all the dickies were older than me. So the man was, he was finding it difficult to be under a pastor that was like his son. And one day he had a dream in the night. And according to his dream, he said that he saw me in the dream. And the Lord said to him, follow this man. From that day, his attitude towards me changed. This is what the Bible is saying. You are not going to follow people because of signs or wonders or prophecy. There will be a voice that tells you, this is the right church. This is the way. This is the right people. You will know it. But if you are going to follow by signs or prophecy or those things, you will be deceived. And unfortunately, there are some people who are not able to follow their way because they want to find where they are comfortable or where they like or where they grew up. Sometimes you may be a Cameroonian and God tells you the way the, the church you have to go to. Maybe it's a white church. But because you are so concerned about your race and culture and tradition, you rather stick yourself somewhere where God has not called you because you're trying to belong to a group that God has not assigned you. May God open your ears to know Amen. the way. Amen. That is why I tell people: if God ever revealed to you that you are not part of new group, come let me pray for you and release you to go. We don't want to have people in the wrong class studying the wrong subject. Is somebody you know hearing me? Mean? If you are called to, to law school, don't go to education a- school. Everybody has a place where God has placed them. And the Bible says, in these last days you will hear a voice saying, walk in it. But how many Christians are being deceived today? How many Christians are on their way to hell, thinking they're following Jesus? In Acts chapter 19, 9 verse 2, he said, and ask him for the letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them to be bound. This is still Paul talking about a sect which was called the way, which meant the followers of Jesus Christ. And then lastly, in Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6, which you all know, it says, train a child in the way. In the way he should grow. Not in a way. In the way. My Bible says in the way. The way means definite article. It means that there is a definite path in which you should train your child. Not trying to figure things out by yourself. There is a way that God has established for you to train your child. Until you find that way, whatever training you're giving to your child will not lead that child to his destination. Because there is a way that seems good and attractive unto a man, but the end thereof is death. There. Now come to the heart of the subject. What therefore is the way? We keep talking about the way, the way, the way, the way. If you look at the word that is used in this text to convey the, the way in English, it's talking about the style. Of your life. There's style. You know, there are different ways, like I said, among Christians. People believe in different ways. But Jesus is saying that there is a particular style. You know, it's a culture. A culture is defined as the way and manner of a people. So, if you have not embraced the kingdom culture, you have not found the way. What makes people know that you found the way is the style of life is the way you live is the things you do that indicates that you found the way if you say i have met jesus and your style of life did not change you found a direction you didn't find a way if you say you met jesus and the way you talk has not changed the way you behave has not changed everything about you is still the same let me announce to you, you found a direction you didn't find a way because when you find a way for example like i said If you you say this is the direction to D.C., just driving on 66 may not take you to the destination. There are certain exits you need to take. You may decide to go through HOV. You may decide to go through this direction. So, finding the direction is not the way. There is a way you have to live when you become a Christian. There is a way you have to talk when you become a Christian. There is a way you have to behave when you become a Christian. But when you have just found the direction, you are satisfied. You finally said, "Lord Jesus, come into my life," and you join the church, and you think that you've arrived. Jesus said, "That is not it. That is the direction, but there is a way. It is a style of life. It is kingdom culture. Hallelujah. It is kingdom culture. Not everybody who right. is on 66 is going to DC. Some are going to Baltimore. Some are going to New Jersey. Some are going to New York. Not everybody who is in church is going to heaven." Can I say again? Not everybody who is in church is going to heaven because they found the direction and not the way. This is exactly why Jesus Christ said, "By their fruits, which are know them." Because it's not by saying, "I belong to this church" or "I have given my life to Christ," that makes you a Christian. It is the fruits that you bear. It is the way of life, your style of life, the culture you've adopted that makes you a Christian. In Acts chapter eleven, verse twenty-six. The very first time they saw the disciples in Antioch, they said, these people are like Christ. They were not talking. The people could see in their lives. They could see their actions, their behaviors, and know that they were like Christ. I think I said this to you some time ago, and I asked you a question. Why was it important for Judas to betray Jesus? Why was it important? Because he was in public. Everybody saw him. Why did they need to pay somebody to betray Jesus? Because if you read your Bible carefully, and according to commentary, they said that Jesus was so identical with his disciples in everything that it was difficult to point who was Jesus. So the Pharisees needed somebody from inside to show them who exactly was Jesus. Because if they knew him, they did not need a man to show them who was Jesus. But because they could not identify who was Jesus, They needed to pay an insider to reveal who was Jesus. That is why he took the money and said, the one that I kiss is the one. Because they could confuse Jesus for Peter. They could confuse Jesus for Matthew. They could confuse Jesus for James. They were identical in character, identical in the way they did things. Everybody was similar. May I ask you this morning? Can anybody confuse you for Jesus? Can anybody confuse you for Jesus by your actions? By your language, by your talk, by your behavior. Can anybody confuse you for Jesus? Do you have anything in your life that makes you look like Jesus? Did you find a direction or you found a way? You need to know the way. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Is somebody hearing me this morning? That is why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 verse 21, he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, 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 shall enter the kingdom. They found their direction. But their way of life was nothing relating to God. And that is why the last day they will come think, oh, I was a man of God, you know. I did signs and wonders. I did miracles. And the Lord said, say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I know you not. There is a way of life. There is a kingdom culture. That is why when a man has found direction, it is difficult for the man to receive anything that God is saying. But when a man has found the way, everything that God is instructing them to do, it is easy to receive because they are on a journey to somewhere. Is somebody you know hearing me? Mean? If I, I'm just driving on 66 without no destination, I won't rush because I'm not going to anywhere. I don't have to respect any, any, anything because I'm not going to anywhere. I'm just having a, a drive. But if I'm trying to get to somewhere on time, I have to respect speed limits. I have to make sure I don't get a ticket. I have to make sure I arrive there safely. And unfortunately, there are Christians in church who are just driving with no destination. That is why the things that God is saying to them, it is difficult for them to embrace it because they found a direction and not the way. I'm going to become very practical to you. When you find a way, like I said, you adopt the principles that God is giving to you. That is why people would rather believe and practice what is not in the Bible. And they're so attached to those things that anyone they hear the truth up or in the scriptures, it is difficult for them to embrace it because they found a direction. And one of those things, like I said before, is religion. Religion has kept many Christians in bondage. And even when they hear the truth, it is difficult to embrace that, that truth because they found a direction and not the way. Once we come to the kingdom of God, there are things you will hear that are not pleasing. Do you think I like to drive? 60 miles or 55 miles on 66. Do you think I like when I'm going? i going to somewhere. I like to drive fast. But there are certain laws that are governing you once you, you're driving on that way. If you're truly going to get to where you're going, it's not every exit you take. There are particular exits you need to take. In this kingdom, if you are going to arrive at the truth, there are certain things you must do. Is, is somebody hearing me? Take, for example, in the case of Jesus, when Jesus came to be baptized by John the Baptist. And once Jesus was approaching, John the Baptist said to Jesus, No, Lord, you should be the one baptizing me. And Jesus said, Have it so for now, so that I may fulfill all righteousness. What does that mean? I am setting a standard of righteousness for everyone that will follow me to the end. That is the reason why he did it. I want to establish a path so that all my followers will do it. Jesus could have said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm God in the flesh, no need to be baptized, I'm just going to, you know, not baptize and let others be baptized. But he had to establish a path. One of the things I've, I've wrestled with Christians are Christians who give their lives to Christ and tell you, I was already baptized before. How are you baptized? They sprinkle water upon your head. And I'm showing them from the scriptures what the Bible says. And it is difficult for them to embrace the truth because they found a direction and not the way. And they are willing to hold on to that direction rather than embrace the way that will take them to the truth and give them eternal life. May God open your ears this morning to hear the way. Hallelujah. To embrace the way. To adopt the way. People need to see. Bible says, let your light so shine that people may do what? Not here. Somebody said, people are tired of preaching. They want to see. They are tired of you trying to invite them to your church. They want to see your church. There is a way you treat somebody somewhere, and the person asks, which church do you attend? Because there is something about your life that communicates a message to them that is not expressed with scriptures. Just your life alone is reflecting the message that you have believed, the way you are found. That is why, like I said, there are many Christians who will say things like, don't judge me. God looks at their hands, <laughs> not that their heart would at the outward appearance. That is one of the most demonic statements that have governed many Christians for a long time. And they use that scripture out of context because when Jesse, when Samuel went to the house of Jesse to anoint one of Jesse's sons as kings, Samuel was thinking that the king has to be somebody who has an imposing figure, someone who is tall, and somebody who has looked look like an administrator. And so when they wanted to appoint, anoint one of them, the Lord said, no, I don't look at the outward appearance. It was not talking about the way of life. And that is why you have Christians who dress half naked and say, don't judge me, God looks at my heart. The only way we know that a banana is ripe is by the feelings. Can I say it again? The only way we know that a banana is ripe is what? By the feelings. So if your Christianity is not seen on you, that what is inside your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does what? The mouth speaketh. There is nothing you express out of you that is not in your heart. If there is holiness inside of you, it will manifest outside of you. If there is righteousness inside of you, it's going to manifest out of you. If there is the fear of God inside of you, it's going to manifest out of you. But when we don't see it, and you pretend to tell us that it's inside of you, no, we don't need to go inside. We need to see from outside. What is inside is between you and God. What is outside is what we need to see as Christians. We need to see as people. Hallelujah. Have you found a way this morning? Or you found a direction? That is why there are Christians who have double lives. They have a church life and they have a private life. After they finish church, they close that church. It's just just a direction. They are not adopted it as their way. They just do it. Okay, this is Sunday. I go to church. But after Sunday has passed, nothing in their life reflects God anymore. When you find the way, everything about you will be gone. Amen. Everything in your house will be God. Every activity will be God. Everything you organize will be God. Hallelujah. I have been to places as a pastor that I noticed that my presence in that place was a big hindrance to the people's manifestations. <laughs> so they prayed that the pastor should go so they can really do what they want to do. Like in a baptism service, somebody just got baptized in church, the pastor is happy that, like, oh, this sister just got baptized. They had a baptism party. And the pastor went there, like, prayed, did everything. And then you see the girls are turning around, like, the party is almost about to be over. They want to say, okay, let us close and everything. That's when the real party starts. And then they go in. The same sister that got baptized in the morning goes inside now and wear her, like, booty pants and everything. Come outside, music change, and they start twerking. The same person that was in church in the morning, all holy. In the evening, there's somebody else. When you embrace this life, when you have found the way, you don't have a double life. I'm a Christian in the morning, Christian at night. I'm Christian in the day, Christian in the the night. Every season of my life, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian at my job, I'm Christian in the church. I'm Christian at home, I'm Christian in public. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Have you found a way? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father Except by me. Don't be deceived by church. Find a way. Don't be deceived by religion. Find a way. Don't be deceived by your connection. Maybe you're watching TV. You watch all the men of God. You follow them on Facebook. That is a direction. It is not the way. When you start living that life, when you start following direction, the things that God is asking you to do, you obey them. That is when you truly experience the life that God is calling you into. Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed this morning? Tell your neighbor, find a way. 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 I'd like you to stand on your feet this morning. I am the way, the truth, and the life. When somebody asks you again next time, that I, is everybody going to heaven? Just say, well, I don't know. But this is what I know. John chapter 14, verse 6. Your opinion does not count. Tell them what the Bible says. What is your personal opinion about the issue? My personal opinion is the opinion of the Bible. If the Bible says it, I believe it. Hallelujah. Some people say, well, I know what the Bible says, but you know, let's face reality. There is no reality in the Bible. What the Bible says is reality. Either you believe it or not. Amen. I want you to close your eyes this morning and talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. I don't know what you've heard this morning, but talk to the Lord. Somebody talk to the Lord. I talked to, talk to the law